It's the show after the show. This is the After 9 Podcast with Scott and Kat. Hey. Hey now. Well then. I just saw the strangest thing. I was going to the washroom and there were two girls coming down the very long hallway over there. And they were in full-blown work conversation mode. It was all, well, this has got to get put up on the website. And we've got to adjust this. And we're going to have to speak to that person. And very, very in-depth work conversation. Great. They took that conversation, these two women, right into the ladies' bathroom. And I don't know what happened after that. Because mm-hmm. obviously I didn't go into the ladies' bathroom. But I came out when they came out. And they were still full-blown in this conversation. And I'm trying to figure out... When they went in there, mm-hmm. did they just go into their stalls and and do their business? No. No, they kept it going yeah. all the way through the stall. Yeah, they didn't break for the pee. I'm sure they talked over the pee. So, like, as pee is falling, they're yeah. still full-blown. Well, somebody's got to update the links on that PDF, and it's got to get shipped off to wherever. Yeah, probably. Really? Yeah. I don't have conversations like that with men in the men's room. In fact, when I went into mine, busy because it's after nine now, so people from all over this office complex are using the washroom. I had to use the middle stall. The middle stall is the fucking worst because you've got a guy on one side of you and a guy on the other side and you're shoulder to shoulder just peeing away and yeah, it's an awkward it's weird. thing. It sounds awkward. I need to be extreme left or extreme right. I can't be right in the middle shoulder to shoulder with two guys. So if like, let's say, I don't know, Daryl or Simon or Spencer, someone came up beside you and... It would be not okay to start talking about work, even if it was work related. Like we had um, some a question about headphones earlier, and he was just started to talk to you about headphones. Yeah, not That's now. That's not okay. Not now. Huh. We'll carry on that conversation as soon as we're not in the bathroom, dick in hand. See, and for us, we don't know for sure each other is in there unless we walked in together, like these two ladies did. So sometimes you'll have a situation where you're pretty sure the person's there, but we just go ahead and yell it out. Like, Sarah, Sarah, is that you? Oh, okay, okay. And then we'll talk to each other, usually. It sounds like an elaborate game of Marco Polo. Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) Pretty much. You're just going in blind and hoping it's the right person. Uh, Coming up at the end of this podcast, we're going to replay this morning's Missed Connections from our FM morning show on 91.5 The Beat. If you're not already listening, you can on the Radio Player Canada app or just say, hey, Google, hey, Alexa, play 91.5 The Beat. Uh, This morning, it was a different kind of Missed Connection. The second one was in particular, and you nailed it. I mean, today was the perfect day to use that Missed Connection because everybody's feeling all the feels right now. Mm Mm-hmm. And it all has to do with Kobe Bryant. Yeah. You know, it's Kobe Bryant. It's Monday. It's some bad news here and there. It's coronavirus. It's all these kinds of things happening. So I found this particular, I was actually sent this particular misconnection. And when I read it, I got, I got emotional over reading it. And I thought one day, maybe I've saved it for the last little while. Cause I thought one day, maybe I'll find the right circumstance to do it. And today happened to be that day. I thought, you know what? And you did, had no idea what I, what I was planning to do, no. but I just thought there's a, there's a different kind of, of misconnection. I'm just going to run with it. But yeah, I, uh, I apologize to those who were upset that heard it on the station. And if you didn't, you will hear it coming up at the end of the podcast. Kobe Bryant, you were one of the first people to start the retweet train. And I think there was some, there was two schools of thought. There was some people who thought, no, no, it can't be. No. It's fake news. That's fake what I news. got on my, th- on my comment right away. Is this fake news? I thought this was fake news. 
TMZ is a fairly reliable source mm-hmm. for information. Yeah, and they are. And they broke the story that the helicopter that had crashed in California was carrying Kobe Bryant. And then from there, because I think TMZ was pretty well on this story, it was the other media outlets that tried to save face because they didn't break the story. They tried to break different aspects of the story, and they screwed the whole thing up. They got stuff false. Uh, some uh, news outlets were reporting that all of his children were on, and we learned later, yes, his 13-year-old daughter, uh, Gianna, was on it, not the other daughters. There was there was a rumor that it, Rick Fox was on board with his daughter because they had played basketball together at one point, I guess. That was not true. I don't know who started all these things, but... People are too quick, media especially, is too quick to put out a story without re- without caring if it's the real story. They just want to be the first to put out a story, and then they f- screw it all up. It's too bad. It's too bad for the families and stuff like that. So what I'm trying to figure out now is, as of recording this podcast, it's after 10 a.m. now, Eastern Time. We're in the uh, southern Ontario area. The bodies are still on that hill. At the crash site. Correct. Yeah, they can't do the full recovery because of the terrain um, where the helicopter crashed and some just all, all over bad conditions for the recovery team. And they need to make sure, of course, that the recovery team is safe. That's their number one priority. They know those people are dead, so the bodies will be there. They are working on recovery today. They're hoping to get it done today, but he said it could take two to three days depending on how it works out and as long as everyone's safe. The sheriff's office took some shots at TMZ yesterday. Oh, well, some people are reporting this and some people are reporting that. I didn't really think it was a fair criticism because you can argue whether or not TMZ should or shouldn't have said that Kobe Bryant was on. But either way, the sheriff knew too. And do they seriously, has has no one from the sheriff's office contacted Vanessa Bryant? Has nobody said, we're pretty sure it's Kobe or it is Kobe? Do they have to wait for the medical examiner before they'll have that conversation? Because everybody knows it's Kobe Bryant that's in that debris field and his daughter. But the sheriff's office won't confirm anything until there's an autopsy or they've got positive confirmation. What's Vanessa supposed to do? I mean, had that not broken on TMZ, would she just wonder for three days? Well, Kobe has been gone for a while. Where's Gigi? Yeah, I mean, of course. And they knew that that was the helicopter that had crashed. They just needed the proof before they properly confirmed the identity. But yeah, it it sucks to learn things that way. Unfortunately, that's the world that we live in, that you could find out something that you don't want to have to find out via text message or news story that comes up. It's too bad. I am. I'm curious to see what happens. I can't imagine what she's going through. Like, like even thinking about that just breaks my heart. Like a daughter and your husband, your long, your love that you've had since you were a teenager, gone. Like can't even imagine. And with three daughters now still to raise. Um, and they range from seven sucks. months to 17 years old. Yeah, it sucks. Um, but I I don't know. We haven't heard from LeBron James, one of his friends. And he was seen crying, though. Anyway, it's it, the next few days we'll hear, I'm sure, a lot more about this and from close family and friends. All signs so far seem to be pointing towards, and I'll preface this right now by saying this isn't confirmed, the NTSB is investigating, but all signs are, when you look at the flight data, that it was pilot error. They're saying he got into trouble above the LA Zoo, where it's circled at a very low altitude. Air traffic control audio suggests conditions were worsening at the time. So even though he was very low... And circling in the same area, he could have just sat down right there. 
but he didn't know where he was because the weather was bad. And I don't know, does this helicopter seriously not have like Google Maps on it or something like that? They were really low. And you would think that there would be a system in place before you even take off, though, knowing, hey, these conditions aren't great. Did they know that going in and all agreed? No, we'll just try this out and go anyway. Like there's got to be a system in place, I I assume, in a helicopter. There isn't a plane. He must have an uh, altimeter or whatever it is that gauges how high you are. It had to have had that. This is an advanced helicopter that'll hold nine people. It's like a Blackhawk. Yeah. So if he knew he was at about 100 feet right above the L.A. Zoo and he has no idea what else is around him, good that he circled for a little bit to try and get his bearings or to try and get high enough that radar could pick him up Mm -hmm. and maybe they could guide him. But it seems like he was really low and then thought, okay, I got to get out of this situation over the zoo. So he just headed straight in the wrong direction right into the mountain. Yeah, there's so many questions. That's one of them. Because radar couldn't find them because they were so low, my guess is, this is just a guess, obviously, like Scott said, they're investigating, but he wanted to get high to make sure the radar can pick them up so that he could be guided. So he pulled up apparently extremely fast. He went from 1,200 feet to 2,000 feet very quickly and... Then kind of yo-yoed, went right back down, and then they crashed at about 1,700 feet. And again, into the mountains. It could be a combination. It could be a combination of weather, pilot error, and mechanical failure. Yeah. If he went up and down and then back up and then back down again, who knows what it is? Someone had claimed that they saw it look like there was a fire on the head. Like, who knows? But there's a bunch of different witnesses saying a bunch of different things about what it sounded like and what it looked like before it crashed. Someone is reporting that it looked like there might have been a fire. They could have just been seeing things. I don't know. The reason that that's possible is because if the reason he pulled up really quick is because he was clipping something because he was so low. Yeah, that could have caused a fire, too. I mean, we don't know. This truly is a case where you got to wait for the investigation to be done. Either way, the grief. I mean, for me, I was never a huge basketball fan. I just wasn't. But I knew who Kobe Bryant was. Everybody knew who Kobe Bryant was. And and I've done it myself. When you uh when you crumple up that piece of paper and throw it for the garbage can, Kobe, that's mm-hmm. what you do, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a pop culture thing that's been going on for two decades. Yeah. He had such an impact. And one of the things that unfortunately we don't say enough nice things about people when they're alive. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. it takes until they're dead and sometimes in a tragic situation to hear about all the great things you thought about somebody. Colby did so much great humanitarian work, and he was a real advocate for picking other people up. If if I want the world to be a better place, it isn't just me doing my part. It's me helping you do your part. And he was very much that guy. Very, very admirable. And mm-hmm. there's not a negative word to say about the yeah. guy right now. What he did for female athletes as well, female uh, aspiring basketball players, his daughter included, and many others, uh, is pretty incredible if you look into the work that he did with uh, the league. It's pretty pretty great. If you want to follow along with the investigation and see some pictures and read and watch the news conference from the sheriff's office and everything, scottandcat.ca has got some fantastic article, articles. scottandcat.ca, that's cat with a K. Uh, also on there is winners and highlights from the Grammy Awards. Mm. I'll say it. I don't understand Billie Eilish. I don't understand why... Uh, This became such a pop phenomenon this year. I don't even know if it really is as popular as people would lead you to believe. Because I'll be honest with you, we can break out a new Jonas Brothers record and people go nuts. We can play a Lizzo song and people go crazy. I don't see that same reaction happening with Billie Eilish. 
And I don't understand how she single-handedly set a new record for youngest person ever to win those Grammys, but also won every one of the big four categories, leaving people like Shawn Mendes and Lizzo completely standing there like, well, why'd I even come? Well, a couple of things on that. I know the it's younger people love Billie Eilish. She's got a huge fan base for young like teenagers um, listening to music, loved her long before she hit the radio. That kind of thing, right? Underground. Yeah, she's if you not will. new. She's not new. So she had a fan base long before this. I think that we were also, the way that I see it, we were looking for something different. We wanted a different sound. There's been a lot of copycat, and I don't include Lizzo on that as a new artist, but there's a couple of newer people coming out that sound the same as the last guy that did the same thing. You know, like they all kind of sound similar, but there was something different about Billie Eilish. So I will say that about her. Um, I think that it maybe should have been spread out a little bit more. It should go to the best person. Don't get me wrong. But I thought that Lizzo did have an incredible year and she did take home an award. But I thought that she should have been included in that. Maybe even Ariana. But they hate Ariana Grande for some reason. It, it, year after year, something happens. Last year, they wouldn't let her perform what she wanted to perform. I don't even know why she shows up anymore. The year before that, she got snubbed. She didn't show up the year before that. So I don't even know why she bothers. I really don't. But yeah, that, it is what it is. Uh, one more note about the Grammys because of Kobe Bryant, too. I was watching the red carpet. and What a C- mess. CBS. They should be embarrassed. CBS did the red carpet. That's where they also had the show on. And I don't know why they bothered. They should have shut it down. A lot of artists decided because of the Kobe Bryant thing, it was so fresh at the time, they did not want to be interviewed on the red carpet. It's just not a time to sit there and be like, oh, look at me. I'm so cool. I'm getting nominated. I'm the best. They felt like it wasn't the time to talk about it. It was supposed to be subdued. For sure. There were a few artists that did, though. They went ahead and they did it anyway. B.B. Rexa was one of them and said, ah, fuck it, I'll talk. It's fine. Dan uh, Shea. Louis Capaldi. and Dan, Yep, absolutely. Um, Keith Urban was on the red carpet doing interviews. There's a few, but... The majority of the big names weren't interested. And I don't understand why they had to, they attempted to make a red carpet special over it, and it was just horrible. They should have just shut it down. And even then, the female reporter, and I feel for her because I understand her boss told her to do it, but she still tried to yell to Lizzo and ask her some questions, even though Lizzo said no interviews on the red carpet. I'm taking a photo and I'm going in. She still tried. How are you feeling? But like, just fucking drop it, man. Just drop it. Nobody was in the mood. Part of me thought they should postpone the whole Grammys. But it's fine. The show shall go on, I suppose. I don't understand why we're not recruiting professional people to do this. I don't understand why Sharon Osbourne is doing red carpet interviews oh, at the Grammys. Oh, she did a great job, though. It was terrible. It like, was just, not good. It was embarrassing. Yeah. And, and you know, I'm, I'm kind of a stay-in-your-own-lane kind of person. And when we've got great talent out there, everyone from Trevor Noah to Jimmy Fallon to Jimmy Kimmel to Conan O'Brien, and, and the list goes on and mm-hmm. on and on. Even Ryan Seacrest. I know he primarily does work for another network. But when you look at the actual people that are tasked with hosting things and do it for a living and write a monologue on a regular basis... I don't understand why we keep saying, no, 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 no. We don't want people that are really good that know what we're doing or that know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. We're going to put Alicia Keys in to host the Grammys. And I mean, okay, she did a parody of of the Lewis Capaldi song to the Grammys, but it went on too long. And, you know, I'd, I'd rather see Alicia Keys sing and Jimmy Kimmel host. Mm-hmm. Jimmy Kimmel's not going to put out a record, and I don't think Alicia Keys should be hosting anything. And as for Sharon Osbourne, I mean, eh, she's a celebrity. She's a TV person. She talks on The View or whatever it is, or The Talk. 
I don't know why she's on the red carpet when you've got perfectly good reporters yeah. out there that are doing nothing. Mm-hmm. Use them. I don't disagree with you at all. I completely agree with you. Completely agree with you. Uh, it was weird. On the morning show today, we uh, we had so many things we wanted to talk about. I mean, it's Super Bowl week, and there's lots of great Super Bowl stuff. And I wanted to talk about um, the things that bug us when we're watching TV. They did a new survey, and it's it's interesting. And relatable, too. There's a lot of things that just piss us off when we're trying to watch TV. Okay, so things happening around you while you're just trying to focus on something. Right. But it was very subdued today because of the Kobe Bryant news. And it's really having a a strong impact on people. And Mm -hmm. I know there's people out there that are saying... Okay, he was a basketball player. So what? Why is he getting all this praise? Uh, people, uh, real heroes die every day, and the I know I've I've we get it. seen the tweets, and <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know I just kind of shake my head or agree to disagree, and I move on. I don't want to fight with anybody no, on no. Twitter about nah, it. It's pointless. But um, I do get that there's a lot of people who are really upset because in a way it kind of makes people realize their own mortality. Mm-hmm. This was a person that wasn't much older than most of us, and he. We grew up watching him and idolizing him, and we watched him shatter record after record after record. So I get that people see that he died in this way, and his daughter, and they felt that love that the two of them had, and it's having an impact on people. Mm -hmm. So this morning, we actually had to make an effort to say, okay, we're going to do things a little bit differently on the morning show. Some of this content we're just not going to do because I think people want to talk or hear or listen or or say what's on their mind or discuss it. Mm-hmm. So that's why we talked so much about Kobe Bryant and didn't get to all this content. And we're not going to do it here in the podcast either. But one thing I do want to talk about, because I know they don't want us to panic. They're saying, don't worry, stay the calm. The first thing you say when you, when you said don't panic, the first thing I think is I'm panicking. Yeah, I am too. Okay, so at first they said, ah, I mean, it, it might come to Canada, but there's really minimal risk. Don't worry about it. And then we had one presumptive case. It's just one case. It's fine. Don't worry about it. You know, we're going to contact the people that were on the plane and stuff like that. Did you not think to contact the guy that got six wife that sat beside him on the plane? Because now she's got it too. Two confirmed cases or presumptive cases. Is that what they're going with? One of them's confirmed. One, one of them of is still presumptive. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. I feel for this girl. She was scared shitless when this stuff started going on. And I'm sure the fact that her husband had it, she knew full well, the chances of me having it are not (laughs) horrible. She had a sore throat and she was panicking about going to the hospital because she thought, if I go there, they're going to quarantine me. Yep. And they're going to say, you've probably got coronavirus. That that might have an impact on my job. It might have an impact on our kids in school and all that sort of thing. I get it. But then she finally phoned an ambulance. She phoned 911 to take her to the hospital. They didn't just send one ambulance. They sent four. And I mean, lights and sirens as if she was having a heart attack. They didn't just send a cop to check on the situation. They sent a bunch of cops. They closed off the whole area because we may have someone with coronavirus. Whereabouts did they they live in Toronto? Yeah. Okay. They uh, are now in a Toronto hospital. They recently flew home from China. Mm -hmm. They say the woman has been in self-isolation since they flew home last week. By the way. Oh, but there's little risk to anyone else. Are you fucking kidding me? What about me? all the other people on the flight? Weren't there like 300 people on that flight? Most of the flights from China are pretty full. They're not tiny. No. So little risk to everyone else. We're contacting everyone who was on the flight. Okay, well, now it's been over a week. So are you contacting everyone that those people have been in contact with? What do they do for a living? <laughs> they do understand how shit spreads, right? Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Like, okay, so... 
great that you contacted Bob, who was in seat 14D. Where's Bob been for the last week? Mm-hmm. And what does Bob do? Tell me that Bob doesn't work in like a, a walk-in clinic or something where food more cha- people may a have food gone. food chain. Uh, could have been anything. Tell yeah. me Bob isn't a CPR instructor who's been breathing on people for a week. I mean, it could be anything. Yeah. And there's 300 yeah. could be anything there. And then that and then that escalates and multiplies and multiplies. That's how it happens. It freaks me out. I like that the the government and and all of them seem to be working pretty well together. Like from the local medical officers of health to the Christine Elliott, the provincial health minister, she's been on top of this, and then our federal health minister as well. Uh, it seems like a fairly coordinated effort to try and maintain calm Mm -hmm. even the world health organization is everybody stay calm they Mm -hmm. haven't declared a pandemic or even a world emergency or anything relax even though it's spreading around the world and in this case i kind of feel like if you guys don't start panicking everybody else is gonna Mm -hmm. like maybe there should be a little more sense of urgency i think generally speaking even though it would be kind of weird maybe we should start getting masks I don't know how far this thing's going to spread. Well, it's already affecting my my thoughts and choices on things I want to do. You know, public areas, I, I'm going to avoid them as much as possible, especially with little kids. Like, uh-huh. forget it. There's a whole bunch of events and things like that that are happening over the next couple of weeks. I might not go because it's not worth it in case you never know who's going to be there if it's public. I don't know who's going to be there, who touched that, who sneezed on this. I don't know where you came from or who you're related to. I'm not going to take a chance. So if I have to isolate me and my family as much as possible, I'm going to. I'm going to do it. It's not even just the people who were on the plane. I'm thinking about the people who didn't have a choice, but be kind of exposed to this because of their job. I'm thinking about the paramedics Mm -hmm. who took these people to the hospital, the doctors, the nurses, the staff that have to like clean their rooms and things. And then I'm also thinking about those CBSA officers that spoke to them when they landed. I'm thinking about airport security, baggage handlers, Everything. Everybody at that airport. Yeah. Like, forget it. Now, in all fairness, they say, ah, you're very, very minimal risk from just casual contact with someone. Okay, but if that person, if I'm the CBSA officer, and you know how it works, that big long line at Pearson, and you use the machine. Oh, shit. Did they use the machine? Did they touch? What did they touch? Had they coughed in their hands? Did I use that machine next? Who knows? But I'm thinking about that CBSA officer. If I know that those two came to my desk and I was really only as far away from them as you and I are mm-hmm. uh, as far apart now, which isn't very far. I was breathing the same air they were. And, and uh, that freaks me out. It's a respiratory virus. I would be wearing a mask if I were them. I know they have the gloves usually. That's not going to help in this scenario. You got to wear the mask too. He touched their passports. He may have checked their bags. Who knows what happened? Either way, it's scary stuff. And if if you're freaking out a little bit, don't worry. I am too. But the best piece of advice that that was put out in the last 48 hours was from, I believe it was Canada's medical officer of health. I forget her name. Teresa something. In any case, she said, make sure you get your information from reliable sources. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's uh, no shortage of people that are spreading false information online. Little Facebook groups like, oh, I'm not going to send my kids to school because I heard that there's a kid at the school that has it. No, no, they don't have it. I don't know where you got that story from. And like you said, they're taking it seriously. If there was a situation where there might be a ch- child infected or someone else infected, they will 
rushed the scene in four ambulances and seven cop cars and if they know about it. So, yeah. You want to see how serious they're taking it? Call a 911 and tell them, I'm feeling pretty sick. I just got back from China. And see what happens. There's going to be helicopters over your house and people in hazmat suits at your front door in about 20 minutes. Freaky, man. Really freaky. freaky. But we all remember SARS. We don't want a repeat of SARS. Apparently, this one is particularly dangerous for those who have health susceptibilities anyway. And for the elderly, people who may have compromised immune systems. For the most part, uh, a Mm -hmm. fairly young, healthy individual shouldn't have that much trouble dealing with this. But it's still a virus. Like, I'm a little worried about it. Well, people are freaking out, too, because the videos of people dropping in the streets in Wuhan and and the malls and everywhere. Well, they have a problem over there. They've got a massive issue. And that's, I think, what they picture happening here. Right? Maybe that's the case. I mean, yeah, it's scary. Do what you can to protect yourself anyway. This is cold and flu season. So at the least, make sure you're washing your hands. Uh, don't get too close to people and avoid public places if you have to. That's just the road I'm going to I'm going to take just for the next couple months, man. I'm going to lay low. Maybe stop making out with strangers, too. Sure. You know, I mean, hey, uh, Tinder, she looks hot. Great. Yeah, I'll get together with her. Well, you and I make should... out a little bit and then find out, oh, yeah, I just got back from fucking China. You and I should go to the club and wear like some form of like kissing security outfit and just stop <laughs> shit in its tracks. Like the, the ultimate th- cock, cock block. block. <laughs> cock, cock block club. We could just go have a couple drinks. Bring our own cup, though. Oh, yeah. Co- have a couple drinks and just stop. Hey, hey, hey. No, I see that erection forming, sir. Put that shit away. Get your mouth away from the lady. I don't know where the fuck you've been. Here's a mask. There'll be no kissing. Um, Knowing this morning uh, that Kobe Bryant had passed away yesterday and the impact that it had on people, we did a somewhat subdued version of Missed Connections today. And when Kat told me she was going to do it, I didn't know how she was going to do it. So we did one story that's pretty close to what we normally do. And then the second one is what had everybody calling and texting like crazy this morning because it had an impact on them. We will now leave you with a replay of today's Missed Connections. Here you go. Missed Connections. These are people looking for other people and they can't find them. So they just told the story online. So being that today is today, I got a different kind of Missed Connection coming up after this one. The first one is called Our Kids Go to Daycare Together. Woman for man. It's about time somebody tried to exploit this situation. Your kid and mine go to the same daycare. It might be a giveaway here, but we know they don't get along that great. Your child apparently keeps hogging my daughter's favorite toy. My child got in trouble for a poo head comment. When the supervisor had a chat with us, that's when I knew you were actually a pretty special guy. Your wife left you. You're raising your two kids pretty much alone. We still chat on occasion, usually small talk. Thankfully, our kids are getting along better. Wink, wink. I don't really want to be out of line here, so I never say anything to you at pickup or drop-off. Is it you, though? If you think it is, tell me the vehicle that you drive. Mm, I mean, shouldn't be hard to figure it out. There was a poo head comment. <laughs> so, <laughs> hey, that could be anywhere. I <laughs> could have been right here in our office for all we know. I'm trying to figure out if this is inappropriate or if this is kind of nice. Obviously, she, I'm assuming she's single, although she doesn't really specify that. 
in this message? I assume because she's posting. I'm going to go for, yep, she's probably single. She's doing it right here. Why why isn't it just okay for her to maybe say something, though? She could go up and say something. She's too nervous, maybe? Hey, this is uh, my daughters, my sons. They go to school together, and I'm thinking you and I should have a play date ourselves. Yeah. Something like that. That's a perfect introduction, right? That's an easy way in, I would think. But maybe it's awkward because it's a male-female, so she doesn't want to make it seem too forward. She doesn't want the rejection if he's like, ooh, too soon. I don't know how fresh this breakup or wife leaving situation is but i think that that's a good in a play a play date play date's a great way to break the ice perfect and then it's not just the two of you together it's you've got the kids too and if they really start punching each other out or something then you you break it up you realize it might not happen well and this is the thing you got to be very careful with that play date because while you're organizing the play date thinking and the grown-ups are gonna play too it turns out this kid or these two kids don't like each other at all. So this could turn into World War Three and completely backfire. Well, in all fairness, a lot of us don't get along with our siblings anyway. So yes. Good luck to them. <laughs> all the best. Solid approach. Doing a missed connection for this. Uh, like I said, you know what? Have all days to do it. I thought today would be a good one for it. It's a different kind of missed connection. That's in fact the title. It's a woman. For question mark. Where do I begin? First off, thank you. Thanks for being in the right place at the right time and doing the right thing. It was a cold night when you saw my husband swerving all over the road. You followed him while dialing 911. I hadn't been able to reach him for a few hours and I was frantic by the time this happened. He was out driving under the influence. I appreciate you and everything you did for us. I truly mean that. Yes, he was drunk, hammered even, And because of your actions, he was arrested and charged. By the way, it was his first ever offense. Also because of your actions, he didn't cause an accident, he didn't hurt anybody else, and he was able to come home to us that night. He's now sober, has been for a few months. It was a huge wake-up call for him, and he's deeply remorseful. He's still dealing with his actions. It hasn't been an easy one, but I believe your call saved his life and possibly the lives of others. I don't know who you are that made the call, but I thank God for you every day that the outcome wasn't worse. Many thanks. His wife. Wow. Never think of it from that perspective. You wonder if there's a way you can find out, and they probably do it on purpose that there's zero way you can ever find out who made that call. Well, But in, in a situation like this where... Let's say he also wanted to thank that person and his wife wanted to thank that person. Would there be a way they'd be able to find out? Privacy being what it is, and since this person is also likely going to be a witness for the Crown at the trial, I imagine they might not be able to find them. I don't think the police are going to put him in contact, but, you know, it's so funny because you told me the second misconnection is going to be really different. And I thought, oh, what is it? A girl for a girl this time? A guy for a guy? Guy for two girls? What, what's going on here? I just and thought I was just, it was beautiful. I thought, you know what? Today of all days, maybe we need some sort of uh, positivity of some kind to come out of something bad. I was waiting and waiting for, uh, um, you had my husband arrested. Now I want to hook up with you while he's in jail. And that didn't happen. I mean, that is just an all-round beautiful story. Mm-hmm. Hey, if you ever get the chance to, uh, God forbid, 
we don't ever want you to be in this situation. But if you ever see a drunk driver, it's okay to call 911. Yep, they appreciate it. Even if you didn't get the full license plate, if you know any information, they appreciate it. In this particular case, this is someone who thankfully was able to sober up, realize his ways, and didn't end up hurting anybody or, of course, himself too. Sometimes a brief description in the direction they're going is good enough for police to get started. And you never think of it from that perspective. It's not just that drunk driver. It's that drunk driver's family, too. They're just happy to have him home. He's going to be dealing with a lot, thousands in fines and inter- ignition interlock and all that sort of stuff. But he's alive and he didn't hurt anybody else. Mm-hmm. And his family appreciates that. That's a great missed connection.